Hello, animation fans, and welcome to another iAnimate podcast. I'm your host, Larry Vasquez, and you're listening to episode 67. In this episode, we have Ravi Campbell-Goving joining us. Uh, Ravi is one of our, not only one of our alumni in our feature program, but he was one of our first classes here uh, back in 2010. So it was really, really neat to be able to catch up with him, um, talk with uh, a feature alumni who's doing some amazing things. Um, Ravi has been... um, kind of traveling the world as you'll hear in this podcast a little bit uh he was at uh, dreamworks india uh, he was at dreamworks uh, china um, he's been in london uh, spain and now currently at dreamworks down in glendale um, he's been a character developer on the pokemon movie he's been a character lead and was nominated for an annie on his work for pingos madagascar with dave uh the uh, octopus and is now a supervising animator on their abominable movie coming out um, so he's just done some really, really remarkable stuff, and uh, it was just really neat to, like I said, catch up with one of our feature alumni um, who is just doing amazing stuff. So uh, listen to this podcast. I think you'll really enjoy it. Uh, Robbie, thank you so much for joining us in this podcast. Um, I always enjoy doing these, and it's we've had a great amount of guests and stuff, but it's always neat to be able to get someone like you who, um, who's been one of our, not only one of our alumni, but you were one of the first class that we started out with so it's just a really cool opportunity here to get you in this i really appreciate it awesome thank you larry i mean like (laughs) i was telling you earlier right like it's it's an honor for me like i've always been the kid who you know would share all these like podcasts and interviews with people like hey look at this cool guy in this interview it's so cool let's let's watch it let's learn from what he says and everything and it's weird now i'm on the other side being interviewed (laughs) And everyone in the internet is going to see it, so it's it's great. <laughs> Very honored. Thank you so well, much. Well, you have definitely, definitely earned it. Um, it's just Thank been you. neat keeping up to date with you because, um, as you know, we were classmates at one point because uh, I started out as well, my brother, and so it's, we've always kept up with you. You've done some work with us uh, when you were yeah. in an independent. Um, Lagoon Black, right? Yeah, that's yeah. right. There you go. Which <laughs> um, <laughs> just some amazing, amazing work. Uh, oh, so it's just you. been neat to get to – talk with you about that and just hear about your journey. So um, let's jump into the very beginning then. How did you, um, you know, before we jumped on here, you mentioned you were from Spain. It it always cracks me up. Um, Just, (laughs) there is just a pool from Spain there that um, produces CG artists, you know, and so it's just always neat to hear that. Uh, So how did you get into animation? What did you, uh, were you Um, drawing when you grew up? What what brought you to this path? Yeah, uh, it's a, it's a long story, <laughs> but uh, to be honest, it's not that romantic or mystery or something like it's 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 very basic. I I grew up watching a lot of cartoons. I just love them. I I got attracted to it since my childhood. And uh, I'm from Spain in a place called Gran Canaria. It's part of a it's a it's an island part of a group of seven islands called the Canary Islands. Mm. Uh, so it's a very small um, and um, basically what. Back in the, I mean, back in those days in Europe in general, um, we used to get exposed a lot to animation, but it was mostly like Japanese cartoons, like TV uh, shows from Japan, because licenses were cheaper to get than American cartoons. So actually, I got exposed to a lot of like you know Pokemon and Dragon Ball and all Dragon this Ball kind Z, of stuff. Right. Yeah, Dragon Ball Z and <laughs> you know and uh, uh, Saint Seiya and all that stuff and. Um, I discovered like Western animation much later, 
Okay. But um, yeah, I, I was like, I was always obsessed with with like the Japanese characters and stuff. And I would, I literally would, I remember like taking cutouts of magazines and just trying to copy them and things like that. And then I was always at school, the kid who would just draw like little caricatures of the teachers in my books <laughs> and things like that, you know? So uh, I was, from early on, I really wanted to learn to draw and everything. Then uh, halfway through, I mean, when I was started to, just get more into my high school years and everything. I think we started to get a computer at home and internet and all that. And I kind of deviated from, from the importance of art and I started to get attracted to learning about computers. And somehow my focus went on to learning computer stuff and video games and all that. So um, I think I missed out on like art education and all those things. I kind of early on just thought, okay, maybe if I do, things like web design and Photoshop and all that stuff. That's the way to go. Gotcha. Um, it's only later on that I started to understand more that actually it's about art and the foundations and, you know, and these are all just tools to get you where you want to be. Um, so I was in Spain. I was like, I went through my high school years and everything till I was 18. Uh, and then I, there was that, that question of, you know, what I'm going to do in my life and all that for a career. And I already knew in any capacity, I really wanted to be in, in this business of animation and making cartoons, and, you know, uh, but I just didn't know what exactly was it animating. Was it drawing? Was it, um, giving people coffee? I don't know. <laughs> I, I have no clue. And uh, one of the things that happened in my last year in high school was my English teacher, um, she helped me out a lot, like giving me some, some pamphlets and brochures for universities in the UK that offered, you know, education and animation programs and stuff. And it was a good segue for me also to learn English because I was obsessed with like, I really wanted to see the world and travel and, and uh, my English was pretty poor back then. And I was like, oh, man, that's a, that's a good thing to, you know, just combine both the objectives and, you know, try something there. And yeah. it was like a, it was not, it was not just a simple diploma that you would get. It was actually a university degree. So maybe, you know, career prospects, it would have some usage and stuff. So I was like, okay, let's, let's try to go for that. And my parents, uh, I mean, my parents, I, I have to thank them, like, without their support and, and their constant like backup on everything I've done till today, I wouldn't be doing what I'm doing. Mm, so that's they've great. always been behind anything. They've been shocked a lot of times, like how, how obsessed I've been since my childhood and <laughs> cartoons and things like that. So till today, they tell me the same thing. It's so strange how you <laughs> got so interested in this, this stuff, you know? And, and uh, that's what you're doing now. <laughs> yeah. And that's what I'm doing for a living. And, my dad would always be skeptical about how how financially viable this whole thing would be until uh -huh. I started to you know work and get some earning, and then he was like, "Okay, this is actually it's it's, something. it's viable. It's yeah. viable, yeah." <laughs> so, but yeah, they they really encouraged me, and they they made all the necessary uh, arrangements to make sure I get my higher studies in the UK and everything. So that's where I went next. I I spent six years in England. Um, okay. I was three years uh, studying this animation degree 
which I mean, it's it's called computer animation and special effects. It was from uh, from the University of Bradford, it's in the north of England. Mm. And but it was very broad. To, uh, it was a it was a course that would teach us like all sorts of stuff, media studies and videography and web design and programming and all that stuff. And there was only one subject on animation, like just the one. So a lot of the learning was just trying to, I would just go like in the nights and the libraries and the university just suck up on books and then video tutorials from like back in the day. I think uh, I discovered Keith Lango at that time, which I believe he's a teacher now. He's going to be a teacher. Yeah. I'm uh, I'm getting a a podcast schedule with him pretty soon but yeah he's one of our new instructors here he's that's incredible. so cool i'll have to tell yeah, him it's incredible I, <laughs> I i think yeah huge thank to him because it was like the the thing the revelation for me of you know my love for animation and just the, his tutorials and everything like we would be a bunch of friends just watching it together and sucking the stuff together we, it was just a lot of homework you know uh-huh. and trying to figure all this stuff out and uh the importance of drawing i started to i was like why didn't i uh, draw more when i was mm. you know in my high school and stuff and i started to force myself to like when i would finish my university classes i w- i wanted to go to extra life drawing classes in the nights and all that so i would like go out and do life drawing i was reading a lot about uh people like sketching like life sketching that would go sit in cafes and observe people. So I was trying to mimic all that stuff by my own <laughs> self. I didn't know what I was doing, but I, I would just try, you know, you try and, uh, Yeah. And, uh, yeah. And like just going through all that, I think I passed my three years of university and, uh, during the last year, I, I was very lucky. Uh, there were like, there were a group of guys who were in the, in the university campus, they were setting up their own little company. And they needed like some animation work done, and somehow I connected with them. And that's uh, even before graduating, I was already like starting to do some little freelancing here and there. So that then got my like, it, it, I, I managed to make like a little reel and, and a short film as well. That was like, I, again, short film. I, I didn't really know by then <laughs> what I was doing. But, um, it caught people's attention. I think the university was really, you know, supportive on that. And they, they sent my stuff to some studios in the UK, like around the north of England in that area, just like small studios that were looking for juniors. Uh-huh. And it just happened to click. I was, uh, I ended up working in a studio in Manchester called Red Vision. Yes. Uh, okay. Yeah. They were doing a lot of like uh, TV series at that time. It's like, 60 seconds of animation a week or something. Jeez. <laughs> it was insane. <laughs> um, but it teaches you stuff, you know, like it teaches you to be efficient and streamline your, your thought process and make sure you get the stuff done. It, it was a good experience in that way. Now, it's that just was a, not yeah. Red Star? Red Star came later. Yeah, later. there's a lot okay, of... Okay, I'm getting the there, two mixed there, up. Okay. There's, a, there's a lot of uh, red... Companies okay. for some okay. reason, I don't know why, but uh, <laughs> yeah, so Red Star, I mean, Red Vision, uh, I was doing TV shows, and then uh, my contract finished with them, and it just happened that uh, Red Star reached out to me. And Red Star is a, it, at that time, it was a small company in Sheffield, and it was run by my by two of my university teachers, so oh, I already funny. knew them, 
and they were very kind like they they already were you know tracking my progress and my work and they already knew me so they offered me a chance to work with them at the time and i ended up being there for two years and a half maybe something okay. along those lines and I learned a lot there because it was a small place and I got to wear many hats, you know, so I would like do a little bit of, I was mostly doing animation, but I would do a little bit of rigging and a little mm. bit of modeling, very small capacity. Um, and it was like back in the day we were using like, I think it was Softimage XSI okay. and uh, Lightwave and all the model and all these softwares that yeah. I haven't touched in years. <laughs> Um, but it was really fun. It really, the dynamic was so great. Like, you know, your, your peers become your friends. I have some of my best friends from, from those days, you know, Very cool. and we still keep in touch. Um, and I did a lot of stuff there. Like, uh, it was really cool. Like we would do mostly the bulk of work that Red Star used to do, uh, was, uh, um, animation for like theme park rides and simulation rides and 4d you know so okay. we used to do a lot of like short films actually which was pretty cool it That's was very neat. unique yeah it was very unique um getting to do a full kind of uh storytelling in that yeah kind of i mean it was obviously tailored to a certain market and you right know, it was a lot about like stereoscopic 3d and mm. um so the, the, the way the storytelling aspect and all that, the format is very specific to that. Mm, gotcha. Um, but yeah, I learned a lot and I was exposed to even like the director would be with us sitting there editing the film and we would be there, you know, with him. So we were always exposed to the whole process. Process, yeah. And, you know, you have a problem with the rig, you just go to the rigger and tell him, you know, it's not like in a big corporation, it's different, right? Yeah. Um, so all this stuff was going super well. The only thing was that I think I had an itch as an animator where I really wanted to grow beyond just making characters move. I wanted to know more about the, what makes those characters move, like the thought process behind them, acting right. and all this, all the deep stuff that at the time I only would see in feature animation. And, uh, and that's when I was way more into, you know, the, the Western stuff like Disney and, 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 and Pixar and like, uh, Pixar for me was like a huge, uh, revelation in terms of what you could do with the medium. Gotcha. Like really it's, it's using it as a language to tell what you want to tell. It's not like animation is constrained to, a to just being for kids and being a specific thing. It's actually mm -hmm. just a language, a tool. Yeah. And, but the, the themes they cover in their stories, the way they tell the stories, it's so deep. Even till today, I'm a, I'm a really big fan. Um, so all that stuff was happening. I was like, oh man, I really want to, I really want to grow more into a feature quality animation, you know? Uh, and, that, and funnily enough, that's when I discovered I animate. Okay. It was, I think it was back in 2010, maybe? Yep, that, yep. Yeah. That's why I remembered Red Star, because I remember it was about that time when you started at iAnimate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, How did uh, you hear about iAnimate? So what, what was funny was, again, this very tied to, to my learning of CG. Um, I, was, I, I never got CG right. Like I was always struggling with how 3D stuff works and 
and the technicality of it all. And um, I think at, there was a time when Jason Ryan was doing the JR, JRE demos and everything. JRA, Jason JRA, yeah, JRA, yeah, JRA demos. And uh, I used to love those. Like, <laughs> yeah. He made it feel so easy. Like, oh, you just draw and then you basically transfer what you're drawing in 3D. And, uh -huh. oh, that's awesome. That makes sense to you, huh? And a lot of that, yeah, it's like it, it clicked. Like, okay, mm. I can't draw. And then I would tap into my old days of when I used to draw and everything. I tried to use that and gotcha. uh, you know, make sense of it all. And uh, then through following him, then I started to know about animate. And I think I was really considering animation mentor because I was the only school available. Other one at the, one time, at the time, yeah. It felt uh, at that time I wasn't like my budget wasn't allowing it. I was. I was not rich. <laughs> I'm not rich now, but I, I've never been rich, but I was not that rich. Um, and then I anime came and I was like, oh, this is so cool. Like it felt really, you know, accessible. And mm. um, you guys, like Jason Ryan was, I was a big fan of his yeah, yeah. stuff. So it's like, oh, let me give it a try. But I have a job. How am I going to do this? Oh, and it's in, and it's in US, the time difference. Oh, God. <laughs> And like you know what, just I'll just do it. It's okay. And um, and I did it. I, I enrolled for the course. I mean, you know, it was the very first, well, right? yeah, first, the first and batch. I, yeah. And I gotta tell you, um, and I've mentioned this on a couple podcasts before. Uh, it's kind of sprinkled throughout. But basically, when I jumped on, it was again first class, and all of a sudden people start kind of posting some of their stuff, and you're like. Oh my gosh! I've got to really step up my game right now. Yours was one. <laughs> yours was one of them for sure. Oh, uh, I remember <laughs> distinctly you. the uh, the mask is slipping one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, um, Thank where you. all of a sudden you're looking, you're going, uh, oh, okay, okay, I, and it just it propelled and it pushes you. So it's always great to see guys like you that are willing to jump in and uh, really push themselves because it it elevated everybody else. Oh, um, that's so cool to know. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Uh, I mean, I was the same with some of the stuff that people were doing. I mean, there were some really good students. Yeah. Um, I remember, I mean, uh, Rascal was Rascal there. Rascal was the other one, yeah. Very inspiring. And, you know, there were people like even Juice and uh, Jorge Garcia, yep. which, funnily enough, I'm working with now in DreamWorks. Oh, yes, so, yes. Yeah, That's yeah right. we were together. And, you know, uh, there's so many people who are doing great stuff. And, yeah, yeah. And, and, and that's the thing. That shot in particular, the one you just mentioned, was like, uh, I wanted to put all my, all, all that, all that uh, desire that I was gathering through the years of, oh, I want to do like subtle feature acting, you know, and I've been only, only animating like these cartoony characters and commercials and stuff. I was gathering all that desire and I just spat it all in this, that little line. test, you know, <laughs> and uh, it, it, I was lucky. I mean, I, I have to give a huge thanks to Ben Rush, Ben Rush, my yeah, mentor at that time, and yeah, he was super encouraging, very encouraging, very kind to me, very patient. Uh, I would show him like tons of video reference and all sorts of stuff, and he he was very enthusiastic to see that, you know, and very cool. Uh, he encouraged me a lot. I mean, uh, every every showing I had of the exercise, he he kept pointing out things, um, and it, it just excited me every night. I would be nice. working till like I would finish my job, and then I would be working till like I don't know four o'clock in the morning. That's <laughs> when the lecture would start. Like I mean, the live video uh, sessions would start, uh -huh. and then I had to go to work next day. So I would just sleep a couple of hours. Uh, it, 
it, it went through like that for a while. <laughs> but, uh, but I'm sure, I mean, you know, I, I say this, but I'm sure there's a lot of people who have gone through this journey, and especially yeah. if you're in Europe and things like that. Um, so it's not, it's not like unique or anything. I think you just have to do it. But that's the neat part though. When you, it's people like you who are willing to put in the effort and, and energy, like I said, it pays off. Uh, so it's just, it's, a, it's neat to hear that. And I, I'm hoping encouraging as well for those that are listening. Cause yeah, you aren't alone if you're the one who's putting in some extra time and, and dedication for this craft. Um, so I'm sure. sure that's very encouraging to, to hear that you two were doing that. And now look where you're at. So <laughs> <laughs> I still do it to a certain extent. You know, I'm always <laughs> on my, on the edge of my seat. I think, uh, I keep telling this to people that animation is so, it's so time consuming, you know, you need, you need, you need patience and, and you need to be humble about it too. Mm. Like it's, it's very, it's very easy to think that you figure it all out and then, you know, um, something, there's always something new. It's always yeah. something, and that's what I love about it. Every single, uh, every single shot, every single character you touch is going to be different. Even if it's like, oh, it's a character, I don't know, like uh, it's running and then he jumps off a cliff or something. And maybe you've animated that before, but it was a totally different context. It was a different character. It was a different uh, place where he was doing, I don't know. There's so many components and you just have to keep working. And it's part of the love I have for it. It just keeps you, you know. on your toes. So yeah, yep. As I tell people, it's animation is one of those things that it's uh, it's always fun and refreshing because it's never the same. Yeah. But I said because it's never the same, you never feel like your your feet are secure. So it's yeah, always yeah, that. Yeah. You know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And you you have to be willing to embrace that uncertainty in a way, yeah. like yes. make it part of you. Like I always say, I. I'm okay saying that I embrace animation as a as part of my life. It's not just a, a daytime job and I just forget about it. No, I'm yeah, yeah. constantly thinking, but um, it's okay. I mean, it, as long as, you know, people are, obviously there are people who would say, oh, you know, but I have a, my personal life and I have to balance it out. I understand it's, it's it, of course, it happens to everybody, right? Right. But I think as long as people, you know, understand your nature and they, they are supportive, I think it's it, it it can work out. You can be passionate about it. It's okay. Yeah. Um, and I think that's the the main key for me to be passionate about is what keeps you going. Yeah. Right? Yep. Yep. So now from um, I animate. You graduate. So we started in two thousand ten. Mm-hmm. You were our first class as well to graduate, which would have put it two thousand eleven. From there. Yeah. Is that right? Yeah, yeah, that's correct. Two thousand. Okay. In fact, I think uh, there was a time. Yeah, two thousand eleven, the end of two thousand eleven, which is when I came to LA the first time for yes. the graduation. Yeah, in yeah, the DreamWorks. DreamWorks yeah, yes, yeah. that was awesome. <laughs> that, that was, was very, so very cool. That was really <laughs> beautiful, cool. beautiful campus. Yeah, yeah. And here's what's so funny. Now you're there as a supervising yeah. animator. That exactly, is just yeah. amazing. It's, it's uh, <laughs> I don't know. I don't even know how it happened. <laughs> the blink of an eye. But, I know uh, it. But yeah, I mean, uh, it, it was crazy back then. Again, like after, so what happened was, uh, at the time I was doing the first assignment, right? The one you mm-hmm. mentioned earlier. And that was the first workshop out of, because I started in workshop three. Uh, back yeah. then, I think you guys had seven workshops, maybe, or six. Six, and now that six we have workshops. seven. So that yeah. would have basically been four now, kind of up close acting, right? Exactly, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I was in the third workshop, yeah. 
So um, when I completed that, I had this huge dilemma of, man, uh, okay, so Ben Rush has been so encouraging about, you know, the, my, the work I've been doing and everything, but I'm still in doing like commercials and, and 40 animation and everything. And I was feeling really bad. Like the company I was in was very supportive of me and they were very, you know, kind to me. And, and it was a very good place to be. Um, till today, I really love those guys. Uh, but some part of me was like, I, I need to grow. I need to make that decision. And, and there was a, a, one of my friends there who I still keep in touch with, Francesco. He, he was like, uh, man, just do it. Just do it. Just, just go for it. Go for, you know, Hollywood and your dream and all that stuff. I, like, ah, I don't know. And because um, I've, I've never, I've always tried to be professional about any commitment I do. Uh, That's great. Uh, you know, I don't like to leave things like in between and just, just throw the towel and stuff. But uh, so I had this dilemma, but finally it, I couldn't take it. I was like, okay, I'll just, I'll just do it. I want to grow as a feature animator. And I finished up some projects that we were doing there. And then I, you know, I decided to make the leap and I went back to Spain. And uh, one of my classmates at that, Juanmi, I don't know if you remember him. Yes. Juan, who is now at Sony. Uh, and he worked on Spider-Verse and everything. He's oh, really, goodness. really good, really Very good guy. Cool. And he was super nice. He was he, at that time. He was working in a studio called Candor Graphics in okay. South Spain, and they were doing a feature. And he was like, you know, we're possibly looking for people. You know, try. And I was like, yeah, yes, feature animation, yes, I want to try. <laughs> and uh, so things started to happen. I approached them, and luckily they accepted me. And, ah. and that good was timing. my first. Yeah, good timing. So that was my very first gig. What project was that one? So it was a movie called Justin and the Knights of Valor. Yeah, yeah, uh, I remember that yeah. one. Okay. So yeah. um, uh, it was, a, I mean, the movie, unfortunately, didn't, I don't think it did very well commercially. Mm. Um, it was, a, I mean, by European standards, it was a big achievement, but obviously, you know, there were things that, you know, it was not up to the standard of like American feature animation. Mm. But still, there were a lot of really good animators. Like some of them now are like hokas and you know uh, directors and things like that. And yeah, yeah, those are a really good pool of talent there. And I learned so much. I learned like crazy. And uh, I met a lot of my future peers that I would be working with in India, which was my next gig. Okay. So what happened was, yeah, I was finishing on that movie, and then. Uh, a uh, couple of guys there, they already were starting to have offers to go to India for Penguins of Madagascar. Okay. And they were saying, you know, you, you have Indian roots, maybe, you know, you could use that as part of your you know, integration in the team and all that. And no, I've, I've, I, I would have traveled to India because of family. You know, I, I was familiar with India, uh, but it was still a bit distant for me as a culture. But I was like, okay, let's do it. Maybe, you know, it would teach me about myself too, be in mm -hmm. that country and how it doesn't grow. And it's DreamWorks. It's, it's a big studio, a huge name. I would learn so much. And I was in that mode of being a sponge and just trying to absorb whatever. I right. Could. So I was like, yeah, yeah, sure. I'll do it. And uh, 
And uh, so I took the, the leap and I went to India. This was in 2000, 2013. Yeah, okay. 2013. Um, and I met who I consider my greatest mentor till today, uh, my Hoka at that time, Olivier Stafilas. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. To me, he, he is the guy who really, he just changed my chip and he, I, I learned animation with him. I, up till then, I thought I knew how to animate, but I didn't know anything. So what I mean, was it that he shifted for you? A lot of things. I, I cannot pinpoint, but it was just his, I mean, first of all, his eye is amazing. He has a very good eye. Uh, his uh, way, his, the way he would infuse that trust he had on whenever he saw something good, he, he really encouraged me to do more. So you really want to please him kind of thing. And that vibe just kept me going. And he always has something. There's never, you know, it's that point, trying to, the quest to go to perfection, but obviously perfection doesn't exist, but you're always pushing yourself. Striving for that. Yeah, yeah striving for that. And uh, he just had a very amazing eye for spacing. And that's what I learned with him. Interesting. Uh, spacing, like just making, you know, making your characters feel alive and weight and all those things that in my physicality was just lacking. And, okay. Uh, so, you know, to the point where that we, I mean, uh, I was able to, to tackle a character so complex as an octopus, right? That's yeah. how, how much I learned. And I mean, there were also great mentors too. I mean, it was not just him, it was Jamal. Jamal yeah, was I said Jamal Bradley was there at the Jamal same time. was, again, awesome, very supportive. Uh, I have to apologize to him in public in this podcast because um, I, I, he he asked me to give him a hand working on, on his short film, which is amazing. And substance. I yeah, and just... he he's nice enough to have credited me, but I think I honestly didn't deliver. I I have to say I oh. was like, I think at that time I was like super swamped and I was trying to, but I think I honestly I didn't deliver, and I have to apologize to him for that. All right, but I will always be grateful for Good whatever man. he has done. Yeah, he's he uh, he used to share a lot with us, you know, like to, to he was very keen on training the Indian team and he would always share all the stuff like from when he worked in Disney and Tango and everything. He would, he would share his tricks and and he would draw a lot. We would I would love to see him, you know, doing those drawers and things like that. And very cool. Um, he was very supportive in a in a emotional level too like he would you know whenever he would see us down he would try to you know uh, bump us up and make sure we are like energetic and keep him back know, up under keep, yeah, yeah exactly. that's a good leader man yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, jamal was great and then there were other people too i mean uh, nicola shawelo again another great guy he's one of my uh, other great mentors and he was a supervisor i had uh, I worked with in spain as well before okay so we both went kind of together to india from spain and uh, yeah all these people uh, sami sami he was a great mentor as well he was the lead on the octopies the minion ones okay and he was the first guy to actually tap into these octopus characters and figure out the physicality and all that. And that's, I actually started assisting him in development. Mm. That's how I started on Penguins. Uh, because again, he was from Spain, like he was working with me in Spain too, 
So we kind of already knew each other and everything. That's how it worked out. And, uh, but from, yeah, and then from there, things started to grow. I was lucky, like, you know, my work started to grow and um, Olivier started to put more responsibilities on me. And uh, it just, yeah, it was just pure chance, I guess. I don't know, I don't know how to explain it. <laughs> Um, and then, yeah, this this character, which is till today, I think the what I consider my greatest, you know, uh, the, the the most fun I had with the character. Uh, was, uh, it's the, Bob, uh, right? The, the uh, octopus's name is what? Uh, Dave, 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 Dave. Okay, Dave the octopus. Now, you got a uh, nomination for an Annie and yeah, won it, right? <laughs> Uh, no, I didn't win. No, no, no. Okay, you didn't win. It. No you way. got the nomination. No way. No I way. mean, uh, there was, you know, uh, that it, it was crazy. In that year, I think it was Travis Knight for for Box Trunks or something. Oh, uh, gotcha, gotcha. And I'm not going to compete with this guy. <laughs> what the heck is going on? No way. And then, hey, but from just Dream to be nominated for an Annie, at, particularly at, at a relatively young age for you, it's just yeah. phenomenal. That is yeah. really, really cool. Uh, I, I mean... Till today, I don't understand how it happened. <laughs> but it's pure luck. I mean, it, it, it was great. It was amazing. I would consider it a team effort, not, you know, not just, I mean, they say individual achievement and I right. probably did a lot of the shots, but it's the whole thing comes like how, you know, and that's part of animation too, like how you're right. surrounded by really good people and you great team, share yeah. stuff and constantly bashing each other's ideas and that's one thing that in india again it was a highlight in my career till today there was this energy in the whole team because we were in the other side of the world and there was this need to prove to the world that india was able to do good animation and we shared that like really crazy i mean we were fearless in tearing apart our shots and it was okay you know that's how that's how i grew that's why i say it was boot camp for me gotcha yeah it was like crazy and i miss that a lot to be honest like gotcha. really, that energy is really needed if you want to you know achieve i mean you can do like work that is good but if you want to do that extra 10 percent, i think you surround yourself with people drive. that are on the same yeah, same yeah page, that huh? drive and that yeah so uh so yeah that's how that whole thing in india happened what were then, some of the what were some of the um biggest hurdles you had to uh, overcome in india both maybe culturally maybe just the adjustment there mm -hmm. and animation wise culturally i would say i mean i was a bit lucky in the sense that you know my heritage is indian and i okay. since childhood i've been uh, my parents, my upbringing has been very, you know, close to Indian culture and gotcha. I understand the mentality. I would have traveled to India, not that frequent, but maybe like, you know, five or six times in my lifetime at, at that time. Uh -huh. um, so I was familiar with the culture. It wasn't that big of a hurdle for me as opposed gotcha. to some foreigners who were there, you know, um, I, I had it a bit easier. But uh, I think the struggles were more like, Work-wise, first of all, I was learning, so I had to catch up. I would see some amazing work, and oh, how how am I gonna keep up with that? <laughs> so I had to really do a lot of homework, and then uh, I also uh, I think the, the the hurdles were also the fact that we were working cross-site. 
So things like, you know, you, you have dailies with directors and things like that, but it's all you know, webcam and it's like, the, the, sometimes they wouldn't even, we wouldn't even have the privilege to have a live dailies. They would have seen the shots earlier and then it's a pre-recorded one. So we cannot discuss, we cannot put, put across questions and things like that. So it was a bit of a struggle. And then maybe also like in terms of pre-production, because I was involved in development at the time as well. Uh-huh. So sometimes, like, you know, you, you want to uh, add some requests for the rigs, some improvements and some tweaks. So the, all that communication was a bit, of, a bit difficult because it was okay. all cross-site. So that was some of the biggest struggles. Hurdles there, huh? yeah, yeah, yeah. Gotcha. Um, yeah. But apart from that, I mean, there were struggles, but it was worth it. I mean, yeah. <laughs> we learned so much. Um, now, what's happened to that studio there? I know it's no longer part of DreamWorks. Is it just disband altogether, or is it another yeah. studio? Yeah. Okay. That, no, I think I mean it's it's not there anymore. They okay. tried to. I think Micros at the time tried to buy it, and they tried to set up a, a satellite studio there, but it mm. didn't work out. And a lot of the Indian uh, colleagues I had there, which some of them are till today amazing animators, uh, they just spread all over the world gotcha. uh, like some of them i mean one of them very good friend of mine prashant he uh, one of my favorite guys he's here with me now in, in oh very Blender. cool he's on trolls too okay and uh and then there's other guys like he did he's on uh, sony i think he worked on spider-verse and I nice angry birds too and one some of the best people kapil he's a supervisor in dneg in london uh, Teju, uh, Sajo, all these guys are in Montreal and, and Canada. Found, found a home then, huh? Uh, they're all like spread all over. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. they. I mean, it, it, I was. Nobody is worried for them to find jobs. That's not the worry, really. Right. It was more like uh, everyone has that little, especially them, because I was part of the Indian team only for penguins, but a lot of these guys were in 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 DreamWorks in in the DDU. That's what they call it. Uh-huh. uh for like five years or so so they okay. had they were they had their little you know it was their little home and it, it i think they they maybe have that nostalgia in their hearts so oh. i feel that uh but yeah i mean no everyone is doing great uh, very cool that's good to hear yeah okay so now from dreamworks india where did you go after that at Madag- Mad- after madagascar three yeah so after after penguins or penguins uh, yeah yeah penguins um uh so olivier my hoka on penguins he was being tapped by oriental dreamworks in shanghai in China, okay and they were basically at the time just building a studio from the ground up they had i mean it was literally a huge venture of trying to set up a feature animation studio uh from zero there was nothing mm. there and he was gonna go there as you know like uh, to as a driving force for animation to to set up the whole department to, okay. to set up the first project which was supposed to be uh, i mean they were they were discussing many projects at the time and it ended up being uh, abominable which okay. at that time was everest it was called everest and uh, basically he offered me to go with him uh, and we already had established this working relationship. We knew each other and it was working out really well. 
And I was like, yeah, sure, I will take the <laughs> chance, you know. Uh, again, another whole new level of learning in terms of the responsibilities I was going to get because I was uh, going to contribute. I mean, that's how, you know, it all started. It was more about just contributing in a higher level than just animating. It was more about, you know, you, you get all these responsibilities like liaisoning with other departments and, and training people, like training junior animators and, um even development in a higher in a deeper level like months and months of like just trying to develop rigs and characters mm. it was a amazing prospect you know uh, but like i said the studio was starting from scratch and it was tough because you start to value and realize okay uh, these big studios that we know now the system is already in place you know but even if you want to build it from scratch, it's a huge endeavor. I mean, from every side, like uh, we had, like the like we were using Maya, for example, uh-huh. and it was like Maya out of the box. There was no plugins, no nothing, and uh, you're like, okay, uh, this is like animating back when I was a student, you know, <laughs> the same toolbox. It teaches you. I mean, it, it's a slap on the face to teach you about. You know, it's not about the tools necessarily. It's it's all here and it's all right, the talents right. and uh, but it was tough and um, that's how yeah the, the whole journey in China started that way uh, it was this whole adventure on trying to build up the studio and then eventually get into making the feature so in addition I mean because if you have DreamWorks who's they were behind this what was the biggest challenges of being able to not utilize a lot of what they already had? Yeah, so that's the dilemma. I mean, there was a there, there are certain subtleties in the, the arrangement and the setup of that studio because I it was you. in China, and it okay. was a it was a co, what they call copro co production. Uh, it was a venture. No, I mean it was Jeffrey at that time involved, but it, there was also like CMC China Media Corporation, I think. Uh, so it was a company that's not necessarily solely owned by DreamWorks. They had a gotcha. name, Oriental DreamWorks, behind, but the political side of it and the, the kind of the setup of it is a bit complicated. It's even beyond my understanding till today. But uh, basically, the, we were not like India, for example, the, the DreamWorks dedicated unit, the, the DDU, that was a direct branch of DreamWorks US, okay. DreamWorks Animation. But uh, Oriental DreamWorks was a kind of a different setup. I got you. So we couldn't share the pipeline. Like we didn't have all the technical advantages and tools and system that DreamWorks US had. We had to build it. Uh, We would have the artists and the leadership from here every now and then come and help us out over there. Uh Um, But we didn't have access to officially use you know, software or things like gotcha. that. Uh, so for example, I mean, to give you an idea, uh, at that time, uh, the animation team was working on dubbing in Mandarin, uh, Kung Fu Panda 3, the whole movie okay. was being reanimated in the lip sync in Mandarin. Gotcha. So to do that, uh, obviously the whole, the main animation was being done here in, in Primo, right? The uh-huh. software that DreamWorks uses. Um, they would export the caches, the geometry, uh-huh. so that we could import it in China in Maya, but we could only animate the mouth section. So we we built a separate rig 
and try to, to animate, match that. Yeah, to try to match that. Uh, oh my goodness. So the, the geometry and everything, that the acting is all there from the animators that work on it in the US. And we just had to reanimate the keys on the mouth and the lips. Okay. But you're trying to, are you trying to match the motion too, or is it being applied? That's the thing. On, the motion is like a cache geometry that's already done. We are just right. like, we are literally cutting the seams here. Okay. Just put in a rig and then it just follows, right? The animation is okay. already done gotcha. in the body, but then uh, on the, which is tough. I mean, it's, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm not a big fan of that, but. Uh, How did it turn out? It turned out well in the sense that, I mean, it blends really well to, okay. uh, you know, to the untrained eye, of course, it's, it, it's going to fly. Um, uh -huh. I think some of, I would talk to some of the animators there because a lot of the team there was Chinese. So they obviously know, you know, the, if the acting and the dialogue is matching with the body language and the accents and stuff. And obviously there were some weirdness here and there that wouldn't match, but overall it worked out. Um, I don't know if it worked out in terms of profits, like in terms of marketing, if it was a if it was worthwhile. worthwhile. Yeah, I have no clue about that. Gotcha. But um, in terms of visually, I mean, if if you don't know Chinese, for example, and you just watch it, it does look like it's, it's float, flowing gotcha. well. Uh, but I believe there are some things to, like if you, if you do know the language, and you know, there are certain accents that might not make sense with certain emphasis on words and things like that. So I gotcha. It's like anything. I mean, like language is not just about changing the words. It's, it, there's a lot that goes with it. Yeah, say. yeah. I'm currently learning Spanish right now. So oh, awesome. Yes. Awesome. So I totally, <laughs> totally understand the difficulties of learning a new language. New language. <laughs> like, cool. oh, it makes sense now. Why, you know, where people would say, oh, yeah, I can understand it. I just can't speak it. I'm like, yeah. how could you understand it but not speak it? I'm like, okay, now I understand. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. If you ever need to practice, you're welcome to. All right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, cool. Gracias. Uh, nada, nada, nada. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, and yeah, I mean, funnily enough, talking about languages, Chinese was the, I mean, Mandarin was a challenge as well for us in the studio in, in Shanghai. That was going to be my next question. Yeah. How did you, I'm sure they're, they spoke English, but probably not well. And I mean, how did that work? Yeah. Um, so obviously the, the whole, the, the, the majority of the bulk of people were Chinese animators. Uh -huh. Um, and like you said, like some of them would speak English, some of them wouldn't, some of them kind of like understood, but they didn't speak it. They uh -huh. understood it, but they didn't talk. So there was this whole thing of, okay, there were two components about it. One was like the production staff we had were acting as translators and interpreters. So we, okay. you know, say the stuff in English and then they would help us translate it live there to explain it to the animator. The problem I started to notice a lot of times was that animation terminology already in English is very confusing already <laughs> like uh, overlapping action and secondary action. Okay. What's the difference? Uh, you have to explain that. And, or uh, sometimes you're talking about spacing and timing and it might, people might get confused. It's, it's such a complex terminology. Mm. Mm. So uh, I would notice, you know, they would be talking in Chinese and stretch. I'm like, oh, they're not translating that. Uh, oh, no. And then, um, you know, little subtleties like, uh, yeah, I mean, there were so many things like that. So at one point, at least the very basic stuff I wanted to learn and at least 
talk it through. Uh-huh. Uh, I think if, if my Chinese uh, ex-colleagues and friends are hearing this, they're going to laugh because I don't think I was very successful in my Chinese. <laughs> but um, I tried my best, you know, I would try to force myself to speak a little bit at least to get uh-huh. across what I, what I wanted. And, um, and how long were you there for? I was there for two and a half years. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, Very cool. <laughs> well, now, a bit you... less than two and a half, maybe two years and three months, maybe. Okay. Yeah. That's, a, that's a decent amount of time to spend uh, in, a, in a place like that. So yeah, at least yeah, you kind yeah, of feel yeah. like you get your, your feet wet enough. Kind of. I mean, yeah. I, I, I love Shanghai. Uh, I love the culture and everything. I enjoyed my time there. Very uh, cool. Work-wise was tough, I have to say, because of all these you know, challenges we were facing. Mm-hmm. And uh, we, uh, it was unfortunate because we never really got up to speed to start making the feature that we wanted to make. We were like ramping up and we were doing a lot of like commercial work for Kung Fu Panda 3 and you know, the, the, the translation in Mandarin for the movie and then all this CP work. Uh, we even got to work on a theme park ride, which is now, it's funny, it's the one that you see in Universal uh, Studios now, okay. the, the, the theme park ride of Kung Fu Panda. It's the one okay. we originally worked on in China, but what happened was uh, <laughs> they, the, with the format we worked on was at 48 frames per second, 4K. Um, and what happened when, when Universal Studios acquired DreamWorks um, they decided that they wanted it at 60 FPS. They wanted new sequences. They wanted a whole bunch of stuff. So what, after I left China, they, they, I think what I heard was they took the whole project, they redid it here in LA with the right format and the settings and everything. And then okay. that's what you see now. In- oh, gotcha. So, okay. so it's kind of, I worked on it, but I didn't kind of okay. think. That's <laughs> weird. Um, so all that stuff was happening, and um, when uh, yeah, when they announced that Universal Studios was acquiring DreamWorks, that's when there was like this shift on the on the nature of Oriental DreamWorks that it, it transformed the studio into a more of a development hub, and uh, now what they do now it's called Pearl Studios, and they're working with you know Glenn Keane and and his movie over the moon right, yes. and all that stuff so um what they i mean from my understanding what they they just like developing the projects but then they work with other studios to get them made and, and they will tap into platforms like netflix to distribute it and things like that gotcha gotcha so it changed completely and at that time what happened my wife as well uh poor thing she she had a really hard time in china because she you know, she wasn't able to uh, get a work permit or anything, so she was at home. And then the, the cultural barrier was there with the language and mm-hmm. for everyday life. So uh, we decided, okay, maybe let's take a break from this. And I came back to Spain, um, and I was doing some freelancing, and that's when I worked with you guys for a little yeah. bit um, on the. That was fun. Was it the 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 Clark. The, Clark, Clark yeah. Control. Yes, yeah, yeah. our superhero. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Your uh, cartoony timing for that uh, one shot in particular, and I'll have to post it here, it was just phenomenal. It was oh, just so much you. fun. Also, we get it back, we're like, this is great. <laughs> <laughs> it was fun. It was really fun to work on it. I mean, 
really small little piece and i was like yeah let's let's, let's have fun with it the ribs yeah, were great uh, and uh, yeah it was awesome very cool um and yeah so then, then i was like a year for a year i was just freelancing for a little while after and that was in spain in spain yeah okay so working remotely for different people and then uh there was this uh, opportunity that came from london so i went back to the uk uh but this time in london like everybody when i talk about uk everybody thinks london right away okay. but i actually had never been in london like never lived there or anything okay or worked there and so this opportunity came to work as a character developer in uh in the new pokemon movie the detective pikachu oh okay so cool. so what happened was they were looking for people to to help out in character development and they they originally were debating whether i would go on lion king or that movie uh, and i was like i would love to do like development i i really like that stuff i just didn't know what movie it was for oh you didn't at the time at the time i didn't know okay, they, okay. it was all undisclosed and you know okay stuff. And I was like, oh, cool. But they asked me to come to the studio to work. It wasn't like a freelancing or anything. It was like okay. on site. I was like, okay, I'll go to London. And for a couple of months, I was there. And it was great in the sense that I, it was a very nice thing where there was this little uh, team of animators that were considered a sort of brain trust with the director and the previous team. Uh -huh. And we would have, like, let's say, like we would have the script of the movie and we had freedom to choose like bits and pieces of that script and just realize it in, in 3d in animation okay so i would like read some stuff and there's like a cool action sequence and i'm like oh let's try something out and then <laughs> you're you're working with previous as well so i think it was uh oh what was the studio was it method method maybe i can't remember uh there was a, st a, a previous studio that okay. basically we worked with and we would go to their building and and uh we would be animating and then the storyboard and the previous team would see what we were doing and it was like back and forth wow uh yeah it was really cool and then uh, i so got to you, work yeah sorry when, when you say develop are, are you helping to um get the look and feel of the type of character how they walk and all yeah yeah pretty much yeah 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 the part that's so cool about this as I'm hearing it is because you said you said at the beginning of this podcast was, you know, things like Dragon Ball Z, things like Pokemon were very <laughs> instrumental for you getting into animation. So it's just really neat to hear you. Uh, yeah. And I can tap back into Pokemon, right? Yeah. Yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it was awesome. It's great. No, and, and I have to say about development, it's uh, something I love. I love uh, development. Like I, I think it's my little, um speciality that i would love to harness more and more okay very like, cool it makes me feel uh in a way like closer to what you would do if you were an actor right you are preparing for a role you're rehearsing you're trying to get into this character and it just makes me feel that way like oh it's closer to that rather than nice. you just given a shot and you just animate it like actually you have to really embrace a lot of the internal stuff and nice go deep dive you know? and i love that i really very love cool that. so um so yeah this this thing was very unique also it was like my first experience in vfx because it was okay. a vfx movie uh -huh. and i wanted to try that out i was like vfx how would that be i mean i animated something so cartoony and snappy and 
am I going to survive in this VFX thing? <laughs> and um, it was a very, very, very interesting to see like what people get excited by. It's, sometimes it's slightly different. How so? Uh, in the sense that you, you find, you find that you, you have to achieve entertainment through physicality, which is something that, I mean, you have to do it in feature animation too, but sometimes uh, in VFX is really like they hammer on that. So, mm. you know, like you really have to sell the weight and the overlaps. But uh, what I did miss from feature, which maybe I'm wrong. I mean, my experience in VFX is very limited. So I, I'm by no means like, putting anyone down. I, I respect a lot of people I met there, They're amazing animators. Um, the one thing that I did miss, like as a nostalgic thing, uh, as a feature animator was, you know, the, the whole acting part. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, why are you doing what you're doing? And you're not questioning those things. And, gotcha. and just the whole uh, arrangement of the infrastructure of how VFX houses operate and all that. Like, for example, not even having the opportunity to talk to a director of the movie and things like that. It was just very different. Gotcha. So it was interesting to see all that and experience it. Uh, it was very limited. Like I said, it was only for yeah, like yeah. three months I was there. Um, and then funnily enough, when, as I was wrapping up on that, uh, DreamWorks reached out to me. And they were saying that they were still working on Abominable and you know, they, they were interested in having me there and they were willing to go through all the visa uh, <laughs> paperwork and everything and say, oh, the US, Hollywood, yeah. All yeah. right. <laughs> My dream. And, and it's been 10 years of industry working here and there across the world and finally I ended up here. That's amazing. And I did see via LinkedIn that you are now a supervising animator there. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's, I am. <laughs> that's amazing. That is amazing. Uh, it's, How it's, did that come about? I mean, because you're, it's like know. you're. I, don't know. I, <laughs> I mean, know. other than the obvious of you, uh, uh, you're still I, I, mean, I mean, like. To be honest, I, I don't know. It's, uh, it's a mix of parameters, and I think there's so many talented people at DreamWorks, some of the best. Um, and. I guess it's a matter of, it's, the, it's the, the thing that happened to me in India as well. It's, it's a matter of like the need at that time, you know, like what's happening is like we have multiple shows and we have too many good people to share between shows, like who is going to go and what? And maybe that's maybe my guess that, okay, we need someone uh, who is, you know, able to do this style in this particular moment, in this particular project, uh, who can we have at this time? Well, gotcha. maybe Ravi is finishing on a bobbinol. Maybe you know he would be interested in coming to this show. And and because I am, I I did I did voice out that I wanted to be involved in an early pre-production stage because that's what I love. Uh -huh. Maybe that tied with the whole thing about gotcha. being promoted. And uh, I'm just lucky. I don't know. I mean, my hoka right now is uh, Dan Wagner, the lo the hoka of all the Kung Fu Panda movies. Yeah, yeah. I've heard great things uh, about him. Yeah, he's a, he's a master. I mean, <laughs> he he's a he's an animation director, but he also animates himself, and uh, he's like super fast. I don't know <laughs> how, and and it's just great. I mean, he's very easygoing. He makes you feel very comfortable, and he he again that element of trust. You know, like yeah, if it's cool, go for it. So 
I, I it's it's a fun experience uh, working on this movie now. Now, what is your, how does your roles change now being a supervising animator there? Um, well, in many ways. I mean, um, first of all, I have to you know it's it's kind of what I was exposed to when I was you know in India and China. It's okay. kind of similar responsibilities, but uh, so you you are yeah basically you're liaisoning with other departments. You are. Uh, helping out the whole count, you know, giving notes to people and keeping the quality check. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're developing characters as well. In DreamWorks in particular, I don't know in other studios, but in, in DreamWorks, we have this peculiarity where supervisors have to do quota also. So we have to animate. Yeah. Uh, I've heard in other studios, the supervisors kind of have a more of a, Manage. uh, a management role and maybe they, they are there as a pinpoint consultation kind of point but not necessarily they animate or maybe they animate one or two shots here and there but they're right the quota might be flexible but for dreamworks uh they require us to to basically animate too so we have to juggle with those two tasks and it's kind of funny i i i'm having a tough time remembering who i interviewed on a podcast but they were talking about that very thing and how it was oh you know who it was um hang on a second uh simon Otto. Oh yeah, and yeah. okay. So I, I, I'm pretty sure that's what it was. This is the end of last year, uh, but he was talking about how it was. He jumped in on some shots, and he goes, "It was a good reminder." Because he has said sometimes you can be um, kind of what you're describing right there, where you can kind of almost forget what it's like to be an animator, yeah, so to speak, yeah, 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 because yeah. you're now managing everything. Also, you jump back in a shot, you're like, "Okay, now I can kind of remember again yeah, some of the yeah. you know." And so it, it it felt for him the ability to still empathize with the, the other guys and the gals who are animating. And go, okay, yeah, I understand where you're at, where you're coming from. Yeah, right yeah, now. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's exactly. actually pretty good. Then that you're in that same boat. Yeah, and uh, it's a huge challenge. I mean, uh, yeah, exactly what Simon says is so true, and I, I I'm I'm a big fan of that. Like, don't. Don't talk the talk, walk the talk. Right. So <laughs> uh, I try. I mean, I try to like follow that because I, I, it's easy to to just be comfortable knowing what you thinking that you know what you're doing. But then mm-hmm. when you when it actually is about doing it, it's it's your your brain operates a different way. And maybe right. if you haven't done it in a long time, you might be a bit rusty, and it just keeps you on your toes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it, it ties on many things. This whole thing about uh, keep doing it and you know keep pushing yourself. It it ties in many ways. Like I have a good example where uh, I always tell the story. Uh, I yeah, like I w- I finished my my gig in India and I animated this octopus character, ah, all this stuff, and I'm like, oh, I I can animate like the most complex thing you can imagine. And it's so cool. Uh, and um, when I went to China, we used to have these training sessions with the Chinese team. And uh, Christoph Saran, one of the greatest mm-hmm. ma- masters in animation today, he used to conduct those sessions with us. So he used to help us train the team and he would do a lot of lecturing and a lot of, we would do like exercises like, you know, from bouncing ball to uh, walk cycles and stuff like that. And um, the walk cycle assignment came, and uh, at that time I was like doing some development for for Abominable, right? and my Hoka was like, "Oh, you should do the assignment." 
I say, okay, sure. Uh, I'll just try to have some, you know, I, I need to just carve out some time and, you know, I'm a bit worried it might affect my schedule. Say, no, 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 just do it. It's fine. Just take your time. Uh, okay. Say, ah, walk cycle. Okay. Uh, I should be able to do this. <laughs> and man, my walk cycle was so bad. It was so bad. <laughs> so horrible. And Christoph was like pointing every single thing. And, and he just... Again, it is a reality check. Like you mm. cannot. Uh, I, I mean, I make I'm making so, this sound like really stressful, but it's not. It's it's actually a good thing, right? Like yeah, yeah. Just keeps you on check. Uh, That's right. Keeps you humble. Uh, keeps you mindful that yeah, hey, I gotta exactly. keep striving. Yep. Yeah, sure. yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. That's I can't ever I, settle on my my past accomplishments. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Correct. So. I don't want I don't want to discourage people or anything, you know, especially like people who want to get into the industry when they hear this stuff. Like, oh, it's so difficult. It's it's difficult, but it's it's fun, you know. Like, yeah. You learn, and again, yeah, it's a huge reality check. I was like, oh, you you really have to do your homework and yeah. Um. So yeah, that was a fun little story about that. Now I got to tell you, I, um, when I first saw Abominable, I was like, oh, okay, you know, it looks uh, fun, you know, and then I was working, doing some stuff and my kids saw it and like, oh, you know, show us the trailer. And I watched it again. I'm like, oh no, this, this is actually looking really cool. This is going to be a, a fun show. Uh, so yeah, <laughs> I'm actually really excited for it. It's, I think it's going to look really good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, it's a fun one. I have to praise is Jill, the director and Todd Willerman, very great people to work for. Gotcha. Very, very nice, you know, very nice people. Uh, they always made you comfortable. And, um, and yeah, the, the, the experience working on that project was, was fun. Uh, yeah. I actually yeah. love, it's, it's a one movie that where I exercise a lot, uh, subtle acting and, you know, like not having dialogue in shots, just having like reaction faces and oh, nice. things okay. like that, that, that is very subtle. It's a good exercise on that, like for me. Uh, that was something that I really enjoyed doing. In that Very movie. nice. Um, yeah, and and again, great animators, great great people. Uh, Ludo, Guillermo, I mean, I can't think of Hans. Uh, all these great supervisors we had. Um, learned a lot from them. Uh, Marco, I mean, so many people. So many good people here in DreamWorks. How has your um, workflow changed, or has it throughout the years? Because uh, <laughs> you're just naming all these, you know, these people. Oh, he was great and instrumental to me, and this, you know, has it changed much in your regards to your workflow and approach? So okay, so this is funny. Um, I was just recently, like a couple of weeks back, asked to do a talk at DreamWorks okay. about workflow, and. I'm the, I think I'm the worst person when it comes to workflow <laughs> because I am the kind of guy who I, I try to tailor my workflow to the need of what I'm doing. So if, if it's a specific, you know, I, I work totally differently if it's how to train your dragon, subtle acting shot, or how to train your dragon in a, like a crazy action sequence with a dragon. Okay. I would work totally different way than uh, boss baby, uh, subtle acting or boss baby, you know, uh, it's, it's really tailored to like the technicality <clears throat> of it is very tailored to what I want to do and okay. what the character needs and the show and the, all those parameters. So what I like to talk about is mindset and what I look for. Mm. I, what, what, 
there's a certain foundation I have in my in the habits I have the habits basically it's not workflow per se but it's okay. more about habits I have and based on those habits then I tailor my workflow so um, like one of the things I I really hammer on is how what what animation means to me uh, and uh, I always talk about like you know uh, the, the, this little I mean it's I'm going to make it sound really academic. It's not the purpose at all. Um, but it's basically this whole thing about timing, spacing, and posing. Those are the three things for me that, that, that you play with mm. when you animate. And the reason why I think that way is because it's tangible. You actually see it in the graph editor. When you have the graph editor, you know, the vertical axis would represent, you know, your, your spacing, your range. Right. The timing, it's on the horizontal line, and your keys in the curve are your poses. So uh, it's literally a tangible thing that you can see. Gotcha. And those three things are what define visually what you're seeing. And then when you, that's what, if you, like if you, if you take an example of Luxo Jr. from Pixar, right? Uh-huh. And uh, those three, the, 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 three, the triangular thing I'm talking about is what you can use to achieve, let's say, to bring life to that lamp and make it hot. But then to actually make the short film with him and the little big one and uh-huh. like the relation of father and son and all that, that has a layer of subtext and acting and personality. And that's the stuff that you find out when talk to a director in a launch, when you try to understand the project, when you're doing video reference, you're acting, all those things. So there's this, this clear, I try to assimilate it that way. Like it's, it's a, the, the internal embracing part of understanding your character versus the execution part of it. Okay. And to, to make sure that you're working in tandem, but you understand the differences and when you're taking notes you know whether this is a note on the execution or a note on the understanding of the character uh-huh. and the subtext and all that so this kind of things like that interest me a lot um when it comes to workflow uh i do have certain habits like for example i i was very influenced by jason ryan right so i but i've never i've never been a 2d animator or anything like that but, uh, by no means but I do draw, I do force myself to draw. Okay. So I, a lot of times I would like do like thumbnails on paper. Uh, then I would do video reference based on what I'm brainstorming. Or I would do video reference and then do thumbnails based on the video reference. It's, it's very organic, like uh-huh. it's very flexible. Uh, and then uh, if I can afford the time, I would do like a, like a 2D pass in, in, like with a timeline, you know, I would just draw, like Jason Ryan does, uh-huh. like in Flipbook, similar yeah. thing. I would try to do that, but my character is like, it, it starts as one drawing and then it scales across in the timeline, <laughs> it morphs into something else. <laughs> it makes no sense. So it's very personal. It just helps me. I, it's not meant to be shown to gotcha. you know, in a daily or anything. Sometimes uh, some, like some supervisors and all have the eye and they understand and you know like that triangle I was talking about for example this phase is not about the animation triangle it's all about the other questions like yeah. I'm discovering the subtext and the gesture I want to hit is this one and the 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 energy and the choreography and all that but it's not about the specific execution of it okay and that's what that comes later in my blocking path and all 
So, so that's what I tend to do. I spend a lot of time. Like, I, I really want to make sure I spend like a good amount of time on this. Sometimes I, I would spend literally a week. If on, I the up, on the upfront. On the upfront, yeah, yeah, yes. yeah. Sometimes, I mean, sometimes the nature of the job doesn't allow you to. Uh -huh. The nature of the shot sometimes is the easier shot, so maybe you don't need that much time. But right. uh, generally, I try to really invest time on this. And then it just makes your life easier down the line. Uh, one other, other habit I tend to try to think about is, um, um, and this is like, I think Glenn Keane talks about this, I think. Uh, that we remember, we don't remember movement when we see something, we remember the visual images that mm. come, that make that movement, right? Like the key, the key moments, moments visually yeah. that come to our brain is what we remember. And that correlates to like, you know, when you, when you do the key poses on your animation right. kind of thing. So again, it's the way I think it's not necessarily how people think, uh, everyone thinks, but, um, so that's how I try to infuse that a little bit. And then I'll be like, okay, so I will do my blocking. Um, I don't work in step necessarily, but I do. I mean, it's it's kind of like step, but it's basically duplicating the keys, like one next to the other. And then uh -huh. I shift the timing around and stuff. But it's kind of like steps. But um, so sometimes I do that uh, based on my drawing pass or my video reference. Okay. Um, uh, sometimes I would just do straight ahead from my drawing. So I would just match whatever I did in my drawing pass uh -huh. to a straight ahead, which is most of the times what I did on penguins. I, cause uh, what my supervisor, Nico, he, he told me something that was super interesting. He said like, and he comes from that background of, he was from Goblin from the French school. Mm -hmm. So he comes from that very artistic background of drawing and 2D and all that. And he was like, if you learn to draw your character, you will understand better how you will move. Interesting. Said, wow. So I really tried my best to hammer that in, uh, <coughs> in, in the octopus because it's so complex. I need to learn to break it down so that I can explain to people later how to animate it as well. Gotcha. And that's what it ended up being. I, I, I used to do video reference at the beginning, but then I, it got to a point where I was, and the style of the show was embracing that. The style, the universe of Madagascar is very cartoony. So yeah, yeah. It's, it's allowing you to, it's going in that path of, okay, uh, simplify to amplify, basically. <laughs> I like uh, that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, it's a core thing for me. And um, so I was, I was trying to hammer that and I tried to understand, break down this character in shapes. <laughs> And then the functionality of those shapes, how it moves, you know. Um, and uh, I've, I've basically carried that mindset as much as I can. Mm. Again, it, it, I, but it changes. I mean, in, 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 in a movie like Dragons, for example, it was a very different workflow. I would do a lot of times because you, you, Dragons is the highlight of like making an animation shiny dragon. And this was another epiphany kind of thing for me in Dragon, when I would see people's work on dailies and stuff. It's, uh, it was all about the choices you make. So sometimes you can, you, you might not polish your work so much, but the choice you made is so like in tune with the, the subtext that's needed with that, that moment and the, the acting and all that. It's so good that it, it just works. It just, it sold like, it. On the money, yeah, you sold it, you sold it, mm. yeah. So. 
that was a huge revelation. Like, wow, um, I really need to hammer my research first before I actually dive and animate. Gotcha. You know? And uh, so that's kind of what I tend to, the things that I tend to pay attention to. Nice. Um, and then, yeah, like when it's complex characters like that, I mean, dragons, again, was a good exercise on uh, trying to make it easier for yourself, you know, when you animate and go bit by bit. And then spacing, of course, like spacing to make uh, that, that sense of realistic weight and everything very believable. Mm. It's very important. Uh, there's so many things we can talk about. <laughs> yeah, no. uh, it's endless. I mean, I, I love stuff. this stuff. Yeah, and it's a lot. <laughs> it's a lot to talk about. And I'm, I find myself like, I'm, the, other, the other thing I really am fascinated about is like people coming from different studios and mm -hmm. having different philosophies. Right. So like when I came here in US, I finally got to meet people from, who have worked at places like Disney or Pixar or things like that. Otherwise, I would have never met anybody. From those backgrounds uh -huh. and just the you know the way people think and the way the things they look for is sometimes really whoa so different mm. or you know i have friends who say oh for me it's all about appeal it's not appealing i can't stand it and <laughs> uh wow okay so uh, there, there's so many parameters um but yeah for me like in terms of when you ask about workflow i talk yeah. more about habits and things I look for rather than workflow because there's so many like technicalities and people making custom scripts and right. hotkeys and oh, I'm very, I'm like a layman. I'm very basic. I'm like, <laughs> if I'm in a cave, how would I animate? Uh, okay. <laughs> I try to be like that. It's funny. I remember oh, talking about this. Jamal did a caricature of me, like being a caveman. <laughs> trying to animate because I think he was very much into like these little sophisticated like X key setups and all this fancy stuff and uh -huh. I, he would show me it's like you should use it and I was like very hesitant and I would try for a week and I would give up and then he drew <laughs> he drew this thing it was so funny <laughs> <laughs> grabbing your keyboard and yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Keyboard uh, bad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Well, Ravi, I really, really appreciate your time, man. This has been really great for me to be able to catch up with you. But uh, yeah. just some of the, the information that you've expressed in here, I know this will be great for anybody listening. Um, wow. I, I like that one. Simplify to amplify. That's fantastic. <laughs> That's really That's good. actually from. Uh, it's another one. That's from. It's not from me. It's from. Uh, there's this uh, pantomime uh, coach that came when I was in Spain. Oh, cool. Uh, his name is Robert Bennett. He's awesome. He's a great pantomime acting teacher, and he's very well known in like I think mostly in like France. He goes to a lot of like Goblins in, okay. in Goblins, and he goes to a lot of. European studios and uh, he has been a consultant for animation studios as well in the US I think because he's American but uh -huh. uh, but yeah he he talked about this because uh, a lot of people discard the, the you know they, they say ah, you don't need to know about acting and pantomime and all that stuff just just do the reference and you know just, just wing it <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and to me it's like uh yeah, you could. I mean, it, it doesn't hurt to learn about it. it oh yeah, yeah. To, 
to look at it and listen to what they have to say and just implement what you feel is right. It's, it is doesn't this, hurt yeah. at all. And this thing for me was like, oh yeah, it's it's essentially like what caricature means, right? Like you are you're taking the core elements of what you what you feel makes that uh, essence of the character, and then you exaggerate it, you play with it, you yeah. Um, so yeah, that yeah, simplifies amplifying. <laughs> that's great. <laughs> Well, I really appreciate your time and wish you the best of luck. And I'm sure we'll uh, catch you around here soon. Yeah, thank you so much. It's been great. It was awesome. Yeah, and it's good to see you. And regards to um, Daryl as well. Will do, man. Awesome. Great. Thank you so much. Thank you. (laughs)